So let me get this straight. Parasite wins Best Picture, deservedly so, but this can't even get a theatrical release? Come on. Jamie? Yeah? Let's go watch Hotter in the House. Welcome. You're here. We're here for another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. We are an 80s movies podcast where in every two weeks we talk about a, a movie, be it a good movie or a bad movie, or sometimes we've even done a um, TV movie mm-hmm. from the 80s. And I am one of your hosts, Jamie Lorello. With me on the other end of the business is uh, DP McCambridge. Right. How you doing? You hiding? I'm in the excited. Attic? This is my yeah. birthday choice. Yes. Yeah, on our B-Days, we get to pick the movie. Um, sometimes we let guests pick a movie. Sometimes you just pick a nice lineup for us. But now around our B-Days, it's a movie that is special to <laughs> us. I, is this... Let's, let's say this. Um, mm-hmm. For your birthday... Normally, I think maybe every time it has been a movie yeah. that has been special to you. It's a little special. I think for me, I'm always trying to find that new movie that would be special <laughs> to me, and sometimes it works. Can't stop the music. Yeah, right. Yes. I mean, that was a lot of the times I just felt have good. the vague plot descriptions to go by. Right. And I hear Gary Busey hides in an attic and terrorizes a family, and I'm like, okay. All right, there's a chance. There's a real chance. So never, never saw it. Never saw it. Not a, not an old favorite. Never saw it. But strangely enough, I'm not going to say right when we started this podcast, this was on my radar. But this has been on my radar for a few years now. True. I think probably when we did Pet Cemetery. No, not. I'm sorry. Silver Bullet is what it was. Silver Bullet. There you go. Yeah, but when we watched Silver Bullet. I was like, hey, this Gary Busey guy, there's something about him, and I need to look yeah. into his 80s filmography, and there's not a ton. Oh, no? But when I read the brief description of this, I was like, that sounds like it could be fun, and I've just kind of been oh, sitting yeah. on it waiting for a time, and ah. it's like it never quite fit into anything. His birthday is probably like in October, and I'm like, well, sorry, we do horror and movies, Gary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I decided it's now or never with this movie. This movie is called Hider in the House, by the way. Yeah, Hider in the House, not hiding. Not a great Hider. name for a movie. There's mm, just no, but yeah. pretty descriptive. I mean, it's. I mean, it what tells you exactly, he's doing. Tells you exactly who Gary Busey is. <laughs> yeah. If it just yeah. said Tom's hiding in your attic, that would be <laughs> the only way it could be more yeah. specific. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, before we start, first, I do have to thank our guests. Oh, yeah. We had wonderful. We've just breezed through our summer of sequels. 
or summer of yep, sidekicks. No, sorry, we're never gonna. We keep doing that. We keep we doing ever, that. We just need to do summer sequels every summer, and we'll never uh, mess all up all the time. No, but it was, there was a sequel or two in our summer of sidekicks. We had a Back to the Future. The future. We yeah. had a Star Trek. Well, it wasn't a sequel. It's a true. Oh no, that's a it's sequel. A right? That's two. No, it's <laughs> it was the third one. Oh, what is the yes. third one? but I think that's still a sequel. I think anything after the first one is referred to as a sequel. Okay, I could be wrong, but I think that's the yeah, way it no. is. I'll, I'll agree with anyway, you. Anyway, I just I just want to thank our <laughs> guests. Uh, they were all great. It was wonderful. Very much so. Um, but as we were talking about earlier, like it is nice to just sort of be back doing this. Just uh, yeah. just the two of us. We could sing that song if you wanted to. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe somebody will sing it during a pee break or something. I could. Yeah. But uh, no, but it was it was a lot of fun. And I want to thank everybody for doing that, for coming on. Um, if we got any new listeners, people discovered us because of that. Well, thanks. And I hope you're sticking around. And welcome. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, I, I, I think it was fun for them. It was certainly fun for us. But there is something nice about just getting back to what we do on this show. Just me and you doing Just, it. Yeah, avoiding talking about the movie that we watched for the first 40 minutes of the conversation. <laughs> I think the guests were very good in sort of like getting us into the movie. Yeah, and, and keeping us on track with the movie. Right. I was like, well, I don't yeah. know how to meander and, and how long we can just talk about nothing, but the guests sitting there staring at us. So <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of pressure on us to just get right into it. Not now, though. No guests no, now. No, so. we don't need to talk about this movie at all. No, keep just sidelining it. That's yeah. all. <clears throat> so it is called Hider in the House, as we said. That's correct. Uh, directed by somebody named Matthew Patrick. I looked him up. Mm, not much of note. No, no. no? Okay. No offense, Matthew. This may have been his biggest hit. When they put the little posters or the little pictures of what they did in IMDb in order yeah. of stuff they're known for, this was the first one. Oh, uh, so this was his best work. And this was a movie that was made in 1989. Never got a theatrical release and was never played on TV till 1991. So, why is that? I d well, it's because the company that made the movie went mm -hmm. bankrupt. Ah, yeah, okay. I didn't know if there was some sort of scandal or something that happened maybe in no. at the time. I was like, did it? It's this no. is very but, surprising, I have to say, that this movie wasn't released in theaters, that people yeah. haven't heard of this. I mean, right? it's not revolutionary, it's not groundbreaking, but it's one of those, like, it felt so on par with those 90s domestic thrillers. Yes, like a yes. Hand That Rocks the Cradle right. or a Single White Female. Like, I feel like this yep. is just one of those movies. And I think that everybody's performances in it are really, really well done. Did you roll your eyes? No, I didn't roll my eyes. I, I'm i 100% agreeing with you here. Oh, okay. okay. These performers in this movie, and Michael McKeon, who... I don't, you know, I think about him as Lenny and or Squiggy, whoever he was in that. Right, I, right. I think about him as, I think he was like the bad guy in the Brady Bunch movie. These are dumb things to think of him from. <laughs> but his performance was very good. When he and Mimi Rogers are like both crying. When they cry, this, yeah. I mean, when they apologize. Even the, the little boy, the kid, their yes. son. He's got he's got a little mental issues, I think. But when he almost when he almost sets the upstairs on fire, and then he freaks out about the dad, um, all of them, everybody's performance, I thought it was. I get. Uh, there were moments yeah. 
between Gary Busey and Mimi Rogers where I was just like, these two are playing this so perfectly. When he's a crazy man acting like he's really not crazy and she genuinely at times looks at him and seems interested like, this guy's a pretty good catch. Maybe if this doesn't work. Like, I was really... Good enough to give a piece of my pottery to. Yeah, Yeah. I I was very surprised by the commitment of these main three actors in this movie. Yeah. And like you yeah, said, the, the boy's good. The girl, mm, sorry, Susan. Well, I mean, she's you're very young. young. She's, yeah. You know, I don't think, I don't think there was anything too great about Rita. That neighbor was terrifying, but the <laughs> three to four main players were just absolutely great. I, excellent. Yeah, I agree. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, this is due. It's very rare that I like, discover a movie through this podcast where I'm like, more people should probably know about this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think this is one of them. This was this didn't have me doing backflips and cartwheels like Can't Stop the Music, but at the end I was like... Wait, you were backflipping and cartwheeling for Can't Stop I'm the sorry, Music? I'm sorry, I was roller skating. In your roller in skates. In your roller skates. <laughs> no, I, I was just surprised at the end of this that I was like, oh, what a shame that yeah. It's just, I mean, it could easily have been lost to time, but it never was part of time, which I found yeah. so strange. Yeah, which is sort of disappointing yeah. for others, really. Yeah. But I have to say, even our opening, our opening is very well done. There's some creepy choir boy music. The opening kind of was a bummer, like listening to yeah. domestic abuse on screen. Well, the, I like that perform. I like the way they introduced that. Um, yeah, so you get this. You, you see sort of this like tiny boxes, all these houses, suburbs kind of looking all the same, right? This kind of view of, of you hear, like you said, this domestic violence, you hear this this dad yelling at the mom and then beating the kid. You hear them both kind of beating the kid and he's hiding. And you basically you hear um, Tom, Gary Busey's character's background growing up, which I like that. I like that as an introduction to yeah. it because we didn't see anything. You you did see um, pictures of Busey like as a yeah, kid. Yeah, it's almost like, like um, you know, still images of, uh, it's almost like, you know, they're going through police records and stuff. Like all yes, the pictures that we're yeah. seeing, childhood drawings of like cigarette burning and stuff like yes, that. Yes, yeah. And the kid in these pictures is Gary Busey's son, Jake Busey. Is a little Gary... Oh, it is? Yeah. I thought they used old pictures of Gary Busey. Oh, but it's his kid. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, they like dressed him up like yeah. a, he was a kid in the 50s. And yeah, it's it's him. And he does like the voiceover at the beginning of the kid, too. Oh. I do have to say huh. there was something a little troubling about listening to this. Because as a father, oh. I can't even tell you the amount of times I have been like unreasonably angry about crayons being on the floor. So when this guy oh. was like, all oh, these damn crayons and paper on the floor, I was like, oh my God, I must've said that a hundred times. Is that what times. I sound like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're also not burning the girls with no, cigarettes no, 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 no. when they put their crayons <laughs> yeah. on the my floor. My kids don't yeah. have to hide under the kitchen sink to get away right. from me. It appears Oof. that Gary Busey burned his father alive. Well, to get revenge sure. when he finally decides that, you know, you, you can't hurt me anymore. Yeah. And we like hear and- it. We like hear a man burning and screaming. Mm-hmm. And all of it. Again, I thought this was, I guess it was a little disturbing, but at the same time, I, I preferred hearing it rather than seeing the whole thing replayed or having flashbacks throughout, which was another way they yep. could have done it. Like we just, in a nutshell, we got all of a recap of how he is the way, why he is the way he I is. I think it's one of those things where they made the 
best decision because it's one of those things where at the beginning they're like don't you kind of feel bad for this guy but they don't want to remind you later about this because they don't want you to keep liking him so i'm glad they don't do flashbacks or any real life i kind of want to see a kid Busey like getting beat up by his dad that would, that would be pretty tasteless and awful yeah there's enough right. awful stuff that happens in this movie we then see grown up Gary Busey <laughs> very twitchy with his oh yeah cigarette burned arms and stuff all over his arm all over his arm all over his 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 bicep yeah he's got all these little burn marks on his bicep and he is living sort of at a motel yeah um very sketchy with the the hotel the what, what do you call those i'm gonna call him the hotel greaser this guy okay because <laughs> it is kind of funny because gary Busey uh does come down he's like do you have any uh mail for me i can't even do my gary Busey yet i'll lean into it as we go um, I feel it, yeah. And the guy's like, ah, uh, yeah, here's a bunch of mail for you. Also, um, you have to pay us or we'll throw you out. And Gary Busey, like, yeah. grabs this guy and throws me against the wall and starts shaking him and yelling. Yeah, takes him by the neck and is, like, choking him out. And then kind of takes a minute and, like, gets himself together. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I just lost a little there control is, there. there. But is I am so okay. <laughs> this movie is also a huge indictment of our mental health system. Yes. In fact, the yes. doctor at one point is like, I I don't think we should send this guy I don't think he's out. ready. Yeah, I don't think he's ready to be. And I love it. They're like, well, unless you can find a reason to make him stay, <laughs> you can't make him stay. Yeah. And he's like, but he's already showing some signs that he might not be ready. And he's like, well, and they don't necessarily come. I guess they're adults. They don't have to. But they don't necessarily come out and do an actual home visit to make sure he's set up where he says he is. No. Um, he's living out of this hotel at first, but he doesn't stay there long. And then when he does have his visit with his psychologist, his follow-up, who he goes to, I think, doesn't he seek him out? Um, I think he's been, there is a weird continuity thing where when he meets him, the guy's like, so this is our last visit. And then the next time he meets him, the guy again goes, so this is our last visit. It was a little bit weird that that happened. So I don't know if that was just a editing thing that they that they messed up with well the the second time he goes back i thought it was because more like he he felt like he needed it because that's when he almost that's when he oh okay it's when he he kills the uh, exterminator right and he decides i better go back and try to work on this anger management thing he when <laughs> when your patient when you ask your patient if he if he thinks that he can make it on his own and his response is I'm trying the best I'm doing I can. My best. Like I'm that is doing. a clear red flag to me. Like he's not ready. And he says his psychologist. His psychologist says to his upper management guy or whatever. He's like, he's just. He's. I don't think he. He's still a little weak in the knees. I do like though how he's like. Now we've made progress. Almost like don't fire me over this. Like, yeah, yeah. Now we're do. I've done some hard work, but this. And he, but he even says, but this guy burned his family right. alive. <laughs> And the and the senior doctor's like, well, if he kills again, basically yeah. he'll be back. Let's well, shit happens. Let's wait yeah. and see what happens. And the doors are always open if he wants to come back. <laughs> but in this first meeting with this doctor, his doctor's like, so I think, uh, you know, what are you gonna do? And he's like, oh, I'd like to live in a house, doc. And he's like, how about like a halfway house? That's, that's a bunch of other people. He's like. Maybe. <laughs> well, and he kind of, he's halfway in the house. Get it? Halfway house. Yeah, I like it when he tells the doctor, like, I, I would like to have a family of my own. And the doctor's like, um. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, because he's like, yeah, I'm living. Uh, there's a family that lives there, and I liked them a whole lot, and they got me thinking, I might want a family of my own someday. And the doctor's like, that sounds great. And he's like, I'm going to work on that. I'm like, oh, no. This all sounds horrible. And I think that is literally when the doctor's like, I got to make a quick phone call. Yeah, hold on. Because I'm not sure if this is... I wish, but we never get a recap. Like, I wish that, um, like, after the... the, At the end, I wish that you had the psychologist, like... Just kind of shaking his head or like like reading the headline and going, I yes. knew it, you know? Or he just bursts into the doctor's office and throws them the paper. He's like, see? Yes. I told you. <laughs> and now he's dead. And a dog and a friend. Yeah, and the bestie is gone. And the exterminator. Don't, don't forget the about the exterminator. <laughs> Which I love that it took the company a week to company. be like, oh, yeah, he never showed back up. When she's on the phone, I was like, is this the exterminator's wife calling? Like, she's yeah. nothing concerned. <laughs> I really love that. Yeah. He was here. He, he exterminated, and then he left. I don't know. It was last week. Why are you just calling now? I don't know. I've never had a rat infestation. I don't know what you do. But it looked like some pretty intense work that he was doing to get the rats out of the house. Like, don't you just set up some traps normally? And he didn't even really know that rats were there. He just... He it found, like, he found like a candy turd. bar wrapper or something. And it he's like, like, oh, Well, it can't be a human. Rats. This has to be a rat. Yeah. <laughs> he jumped to conclusions. Plus, it's a movie exterminator. Like, they're always doing weird stuff with, you know, sprays. And, uh, yeah, he was just blowing smoke all through their head. It was crazy. And I like it. He was like, you just got to keep the family out for two hours. Yep. I was like, but you're look what you're doing in the top of that house. Anyway. And if anything, Breaking Bad taught me that if your house is being fumigated, like, it's days and days. It's a, it's long enough where guys can just cook meth for days on end. In <laughs> Good to know you're Breaking Bad. So, um, After this, Gary Busey's, yeah. I guess, wandering around looking for Halfway House. I'm not really sure. But he happens upon, this looked like the finished Money Pit home. Yeah. yeah. After they did all the work. Yeah. Yeah. And he's really like, he just sees some workers like finishing this home. And he's like, that looks like a good spot for me. Yeah. This is going to be just perfect. Yeah. And he does. He finds a little perfect spot. It's, it is sort of. It's genius. Is yeah. what it is. He builds a well, fake wall in the attic. Yeah. And then hides behind it and lifts there. Before they even move in. So no one's even moved in yet. Construction was just completed. So no one's questioning the extra banging. Now, you say genius. And yes, I think that it was genius that he built the fake wall. But now his exit and entrance into the house is not at all quiet or hidden or like he's got to scale the side of the house and climb yes. up to get to the upstairs window right. and he also to get in has and out to of the leave house. his little hiding area to get to the window in the attic to yes. get out of the house but he mm-hmm. does put like he rivets like little pegs into the side of the house so he can just climb up the side of the house to get yeah, to the yeah, roof. yeah 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 so that it makes the climb easier i just thought it was really smart just like building a fake wall so when people walk up they're like oh and the house is so enormous, too. Like, you have no idea how big the attic is in comparison to the floor below right. it. It's just a giant cavernous home, and people walk upstairs, and they're like, this is a nice attic. Great. Yeah. Yeah, it's just spacious. And I yeah, I, I like it, too. I don't think they, other than the little girl having her little tea party up there, that it's not even like they, 
store anything in the attic no, or anything. Um, Plus, they just move in. Yeah, right, right. Which, so which Michael McKeon's like, his blow up at her early in this movie about her spending time with this house, I'm like, didn't they move in yesterday? What, what's happening with this guy? Well, I could see he's he's got whatever he does for a living, and he's got these papers in this meeting that he's got to get mm-hmm. to, and he does, there's, they're in a much bigger house than where they were, and how are they going to afford this place? And she's just doing pottery. This pottery, or this pottery, uh, this podcast is making me realize some things. Like I said to you, one of my dreams in life now is to like swirl cognac in a glass. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Another one of mine is I've never had a job like this where you get to come home with your briefcase and just be so exhausted for such a tough day <laughs> and throw it down and kick off your shoes. It's like I, I've never had a job like that. So there's something about that in movies where I'm like, is that realistic? Like, do people leave the house at like 7 a.m. and they don't get home till like 9, 10 at night? And then they're like, I can't go to bed. I still have so much work to do before. I've got tomorrow. more work to do. And then you know how they wind down? They have a glass of cognac. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Also, does Gary Busey color pictures like he's a child upstairs? (laughs) I don't know if he's coloring those pictures or if those are what he's taken with him from when he was a child. They're little Um, kid pictures. And there's just crayons everywhere. And when he hears the family pull up, he's like, oh, I better take all my fun stuff and go back to my little hidey hole. He's got his little hidey hole. He sets up, not even a sleeping bag, more like a blanket, a little bit. It's very modest, very, very hobo-esque. Um, he does start to decorate. He does, because as we said later on, <laughs> is when the family moves in, he gets very comfortable and he goes downstairs a lot. And he's got a bunch of their picture frames that he brings upstairs with them. I wondered how no one noticed, like, oh, the family picture's missing. She does notice that the fish is different, which I think is funny. That happens later. That conversation was amazing when she's like, I think my fish is bigger. And he's like, fish, get bigger. And she goes, it's also a different color. But it's a whole different fish. (laughs) It's a whole different fish. That's when he starts to get crazy. He's like, just let me in. Just right. come on. Yeah. Just let me in. It's a little yeah. a little much, you know. You're going it. a little They'll too strong it. there, Gary Busey. I think yeah, coming on hot. Strangely enough, I think if he had played this cool, I think he may have been able to move in with this family. Yeah. I think yeah. she was kind of getting to the point where she might have been on board with this. He should have he it's he really ruined it when he murdered Rita. Really if did. He would yeah. have somehow gotten Rita on his side. But Rita was like, you're in his robe. This is... There was a part of Rita where she almost bought it when he's like, oh, so she didn't tell you about the two of us? Yeah. So <laughs> Phil's gone. And even Rita was for a minute was like, oh, cool. Tell me about this new relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you can't you can't help it. It's Busey. You smell psycho on him. Like he can he can play normal for a small amount of time, but and then he just comes off as Busey, <laughs> and you just Barrett said. I watched it with my husband, and he was like, "I wonder how it would have played if it wasn't Busey." I mean, I loved that it was Busey as the hider in the house. Like you said, that's what made you even pick this movie. But he was like, if it was a different actor. As the hider in the house. And, and this will come up at some point. If you put Alec Baldwin in this role, mm, and he mm-hmm. was the, you know, late 80s, early 90s Alec Baldwin, mm-hmm. yeah, like, he can be crazy, sure. Hot hider in the house. Right. Hey, hey, no. Yeah, you, you look at that weird cockeyed stare. <laughs> like goofy teeth sticking out. Like you don't have to look at that too long before you're like, something's a little bit strange yes, with this guy. Somebody 
Somebody might have burned too many cigarettes into this guy's <laughs> arm. I don't know. Can we talk know. about the fact that uh, when Mimi Rogers shows up at the house, she's the first one there. What's her name? Louise? No. Uh, Julie? Julie, yes. Julie? Yeah. How she walks into the house and goes, hello, house. I thought that was <laughs> bizarre. We are praising these performances before we started, but those are her first lines. And I was like, this is not good. This is not going to yeah, be good. Yeah, this is not a good start. Well, because though he, so this is one of those fancy houses in the 80s that have the intercom systems in them. Mm-hmm. And he has Jimmy the intercom system, which is genius because it helps him throughout other parts of this movie. Um, he can now listen while he's upstairs to everything happening, all their conversations he's got his own little throughout intercom. the house. And yes. they put in the funniest tiny scene, so we know he did this, a scene where he's sitting there going red to red, green to green, yeah. with wires. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, he can listen. You know, nobody has to push the button on the intercom for him to be able no. to hear them. So he can hear them. Mm-hmm. I don't know, have sex in the bedroom later. He can hear her and the kids talking downstairs. He can hear uh, him confess, the husband confess that he's cheating on his wife and where he's going to go. That was a very bold and smart move. That whole setup will get there. Yeah, I I don't know. Listen, Michael McKeon, like the fact that he pulls his friend, I don't know, uh, eight feet away from his wife and is like, I think I'm still going to see that woman. I've been, I've really been thinking about it. Well, I see, I like, again, how they played it out. Like, he's, she's just been so obsessed with the house, and he's so stressed at work, and he keeps telling the friend, I just feel like I need, I'm not saying that extra marital affairs are a good idea, or cheating on your wife or husband are a good idea, but they play it in the movie. (laughs) They play it in the movie like, you know, they give you his side of things, why he would seek it, you know. But it is weird, because when he's talking to him, and I know we're jumping all around, because... We are. So much fun. Because that's what we do. Yeah. We don't have a guest, right. so we're allowed <laughs> we don't have a guest. Sorry, we don't stay on track. <laughs> it's weird because he's like, Yeah, I think we're going to keep having an affair. But then he even like blames himself at one point because he's like, She gave me her pottery and I really didn't even thank her that much for it. I'm like, wait, what are you saying right now? Like, yeah. is, is this your fault? Is it her fault? Is it, I, I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's just, you know, he's having a little rough patch in life. I know. And unfortunately, job, he's losing his spreadsheets, doesn't know what's going yeah. on. Well, we all know what happened in the spreadsheet. I know we do. Busey got a little brave with his beer, checking things out. That's another thing. Busey at night, just wandering around. They're all asleep upstairs. And Busey's just that like, I'm going to go downstairs and crack open a beer. I really wasn't around. ready for him to be like, I'm Santa Claus, little girl. <laughs> Let me tuck you You're- back in. It's it's so I forgot ballsy. how terribly good your beauty is. It is so ballsy even to just like look at this little girl and smile like a maniac and then back yeah. down the stairs into the darkness. Yeah. Creepy beauty. Creepy. And I also love because it is a very parental thing um that Mimi Rogers does when the girl's like, I saw a man in the house and she's like, What? Do you just want to sleep with me? <laughs> like <that's Yeah>. it. <laughs> It really is like I've literally had conversations very similar to that with my kids where they're like, I had the most terrifying dream and I thought I saw something. And I'm like, get in bed. Good night. Yeah, good night. Just sleep. Right. Just let me keep sleeping. Um, 
So we meet, she, she gets to the house. We meet what is this perf, what seems like this perfect little family sure. about to move into this house, a boy and a girl, a husband and a wife. What Busey is originally a dog overhearing named Rudolph for some reason. Rudolph the dog. Rudolph the dog. And I was like, are they calling him Rudolph? Yeah. But they are. Um, perfect little family. And Busey is sort of like, oh, this is the life I wish I freaking had. When they're all like, Good night, mom, good night, dad. He tucks himself in a bed. Good night, <laughs> mom. Good night, dad. <laughs> it's so great. Goodbye, hun. Goodbye, hun. The amount of time is really, really great. Also, when he gets in his house, I thought this was kind of funny. I guess the builders just left a tiny model of the home there. Oh, and yeah. Takes upstairs. And also, I don't know, did he whittle those tiny little wooden people? I want to say it was his. Yeah, he whittled these you little You do see him like people. sanding their heads and putting them in. Uh-huh. And he like puts them all in the house and he's in the house, but then he takes the husband and he's like, and Phil. And he like puts him outside or on the roof or something like that. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah. And I like mm -hmm. how big his wooden figure is. Like Tom or Busey as the wooden figure is like this huge. He is a hulking wooden figure because he puts himself like in the kitchen. I'm like, he's way bigger than the door. (laughs) I don't think he did these to scale (laughs) at all. Uh, the dog's yeah. kind of on to him early on. The fact that nobody yeah. appears to ever close the door to the attic bothered me. This no. dog comes up I'm whenever it wants. The dog wanders up, sniffs around, and is instantly, like like you said, on to Busey. And Busey is like, no, 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 no. We can't have this. So he tries. He sprays the dog sprays with it something. With spray paint or something. I mean, it wasn't spray paint because I did kind of want him to spray the dog with red spray paint. And the kid's being like, Rudolph, what did Rudolph. you do? <laughs> What'd you get off with your nose so bright? <laughs> this is when we're kind of not really introduced to a new character from a distance, but at night, the husband, uh-huh. Phil, he's got so much work to do. Mm-hmm. And Julie is like, all right, I guess we're not having sex right now. I'll go out. Yeah, to their the schedules pool. are off. Right. Yeah. Cause she wants to try to have sex later. He tries to have <laughs> yes. sex and she's like, well, now I'm not in the mood. Right. Yeah. But yeah, she well, goes out it, to the pool. The way he reacts to that gift. Oh, yeah. It's an yeah, appropriate reaction to something that looks like your children made. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's nice. Yeah. Oh, you made this. Or, or our kids didn't. You made this. Okay. <laughs> so she goes out to the pool, decides to do a little skinny dipping. Mm-hmm. And Busey's watching. You know, he's a bit of a creep. But he also sure. notices that the neighbor's creeping as well. He doesn't yes. like this at all. Mm-mm, mm-mm. This is not, mm-mm. Busey is not a fan. And this is when at night, like you said, uh, she gives him the gifts and she gives him, I don't know, she's throwing pot, like she's throwing clay pots. Like she's such a housewife who has nothing to do with her time yeah. in this movie. Yes. So yeah. her hobby is making pottery. And it really is funny because she's like, I got you a housewarming present. And Phil opens it up and he's like, oh, look, a pot. And immediately he's like, so the exterminators come tomorrow, right? Yeah. <laughs> it really is a thanks for this piece of crap. What yeah. else is happening yeah. around And he kind of even puts it on the side like, oh, yeah, yep. puts his glasses on it. Like, okay. Yeah. So what time does the exterminator get here? Um, but yeah, then he's trying to make, you know, sexy moves and she's not having it. Yeah. Um, this is a real quick scene where he's listening to all of this on his little, you know, listening mm-hmm. device. And this is where we see him eating beans out of a can on like a giant Ooh. hunting knife. And this is when we do it's see the dog. Yeah, yeah, we see that he kind of like drags the dog into his little lair. Mhm. 
we hear like a little yip, and then he's got to go get some cookies and milk or beer or whatever yeah. he gets downstairs. And he goes downstairs and makes himself cozy. Uh, so after he's murdered the family dog, yes. he goes downstairs into the family home while they're all asleep and fixes himself a snack, has a beer, goes into the dad's office, spills his beer on what we find out later is Phil's important documents <laughs> for work. I do and like how he spills the beer on the important documents and is like, well, this beer all over the place is evidence of me being here. Let me just take these papers with yeah, me. Yeah, I'll just take them with me, and then they'll be gone. Yeah. And, it, and I love it that later Phil's like, I mean, my bag and my stuff was in there, and like accuses her of taking them, and she's like, what the heck would I do with them? He even says something weird like, now I know that kids wouldn't touch my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, come but on. But I love that no one... So now the next day comes. Now... The dog has been murdered, and the only one upset by this is the little son. But the dog is the missing. Kid, it, I mean, I, I mean, we know that. I guess we know that the dog has been. Well, okay. Why? Why am I trying to tease this out as though we're not aware the dog has been murdered? You're right. We know the dog has been yes. murdered, but regardless, they've just moved into this home, and the dog has gone missing right. from their home, and only the little boy is concerned. Even the mom is like, "We'll put up posters, it's, and he'll come back." They are treating this as though it's going to be the most fun adventure trying to find this yeah. dog. She really is. The like, dad never even correlates. Well, the dog went missing, and then my papers were gone. Maybe there was a break-in. You know, nothing like that. No. Is, Nothing. It's just somehow the dog got out of this new house. And um, like you said, only only the little boy is upset by Rudolph's um, departure. Yeah. And, um, to the point where he's like crying and everybody else is like, I mm-hmm. don't know. We'll put up some posters. It's fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Like you said, it'll be an adventure. It's, our, it's a like, new town. Even when Phil comes back at the end and, and the daughter's like, I drew a picture of you and Rudolph. Even he's not like, oh, so you found the dog? Like He doesn't yeah. even ask about it. No. They don't care about this dog. They yeah. care more about the fact that the fish survived the move than their yeah. dog. Than their dog. Their sweet Rudolph. But yeah, yeah, Rudolph's gone. The little boy finds out. But they got to get ready for school, mm-hmm. right? Isn't this when uh, school is, uh, th- is coming? The little boy is upset, of course. He misses his old friends, his old town, that whole thing. As you would. Um, and this is when uh, the exterminator shows up. Yes. And as we said, he goes upstairs and thinks they have rats and has to, like, get his stuff, get his gear and, and really spray and everything. Now, this is when we meet the creepiest neighbor mm. that anyone could ever have. The smile on this guy's face <laughs> is like a wax figure. It's menacing and terrifying. And he's a single guy. He doesn't mention a wife or kids. Or he brings over a rhubarb pie, but really creepy the way he announces it's a rhubarb it's pie. It's pie. It's yeah. rhubarb. I made it. And, and just the fact that he says to her, he's like, this is a nice house, right? And she's trying to get these kids in the car, and she's like, Yeah, Stop she's like, that's the first day of school. I gotta go. Oh, and when he's he tells like, the little girl, oh. when he says the little girl, like, I wish I was in kindergarten. <laughs> it would be great if I was there with you. Like, no. Yeah, so, Run well, from says, this man. Report this man right now. He's got two creepy, three creepy lines. So first is the pie thing with the great big smile. And he's like, I made it. It's rhubarb. And she's like, okay. And then when he comments on the house, he also says, and there's a great pool in the back. And that's when she's like, okay, now we're going in the car. We got to go. She does a great bit of like, oh. Oh, like she like clutches her pearls as yeah. if she was wearing them at this response and like backs away from this man, which is the correct response. Mm-hmm. Like I am so shocked he didn't stop by to be like, 
listen, I'm a sex offender and I'm supposed to tell the neighbors. <laughs> like, I am shocked that that is not what he's there to say. <laughs> Well, yeah, because again, then he tells the little girl, I wish I was in kindergarten with you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not good. And I am, I'm so surprised. I'm so like, creeped out. I'm so really, creeped out by him. He plays whatever character, whatever they told him to do. I think he's doing a great job of it. I agree. Um, but again, not that he's the hero at the end of this, but the fact that. That's guess, who they go to yeah, the, for <laughs> help. This is where yeah. the, the fact that there's not a scene of maybe Rogers being like, listen, if anything ever goes wrong, don't go to that house. Go to the no. one on the other side. Right, right. Call your friends. Find yeah. someone else, right? Yeah, no. She probably yeah. did say go find Tom. And they're like, we don't know what to do since Tom's Yeah, because it's Tom. Because <laughs> it is right. Tom. But yeah, so she takes the kids off to school. Um, the exterminator's up there and he's pumping in all sorts of horrible chemicals. And he, he starts this Gary's crazy. coughing in his little secret passage mm-hmm. and Gary Busey finally I think he literally is like I can't take this anymore and he runs out and beats this guy to death with his flashlight well the guy at first is like what are you doing in here you can't be in here and he goes to get him and Gary just overpowers him and yeah beats him to death with his flashlight and then when he's done he's like oh no oh no oh no <laughs> This this movie really is something because Gary Busey, every time he kills someone, he sort of regrets it and is sort oh, of the like... the best is after he kills Rita and he just holds her I and know. cries with her. And I was just like, oh, I probably didn't mean to kill her. He's just a no. big, strong monster. No, it's like of mice and men. <laughs> yes. <I didn't>, yeah. <laughs> but he's smart enough to realize what to do. Um, We see him disguised as the exterminator leaving in the van. And this is when I was like, oh, yeah, he's been like in an institution his whole life. He probably never learned how to drive. Never drove. Yeah. He's swerving into traffic. And he drives like a lunatic. And the creepy neighbor sees this. Yes. But the creepy neighbor does say, oh, yeah, I saw your exterminator leave. He was drunk as a skunk when he left. Because that's what he was like. It was like a man driving. But he, he drives the car and he goes back to the, to, the, to the doctor. And I think this is why he had his last visit, but then he goes back for another, quote, last visit. Because he needs help. He's, he's gone off the edge. He's already killed someone and it's only been a short amount of time that he's gone. But in reality, he's killed. Like you said that he does feel bad after the killings. He didn't seem to feel bad after he killed the dog. Cause like we said, he went and no. kind of had some snack in their house, right. but he's, he's anybody that's going to possibly interfere with his ability to carry this thing out. Yeah, sure. This hiding so in the in house, house for yeah, it's got to go. <laughs> right. So the dog had to go cause he was sniffing him out. And now the exterminator who was essentially going to sniff him out. Um, and like we said, the doctor to talks to a different doctor about how maybe this guy's not ready to be released. And the other doctor's yeah. like, I don't know. Red tape bureaucracy. Can't yeah. do anything about it, buddy. Gotta Sorry. keep him in. Right. And this is when the line, do you feel like you're ready to be on your own? I'm trying as hard as I can. <laughs> it's, it's great. He says it twice in the most desperate way possible. And the doctor's like, all right, I think we're good here. <laughs> okay. No, it really is. Like you said, it's, it's, it's representative of healthcare. And yes, it, to this it day. Really like is. it's not even yes. just in the eighties. It's like now too, like the doctor's trying to help him out and trying to rehabilitate him appropriately. And they're like, well, yeah, no, you just got to watch him fall and you know, we'll catch him after. Yeah, this is um, probably what destroyed this doctor's like hope 
in society. <laughs> like this doctor after this was probably jaded for the rest of his life. Yeah, and, he's and like, never I tried, tried or never cared says, about a patient feel, ever again. I just got a bad feeling. And now he's being told not to listen to his instincts and just let the patient keep. Yeah. Yeah. Can we can we go to school for a minute? Because I found this there. to be hilarious. Um, Let's get this there. The little bullying the that bullies, happens at school. The bullies that are talking about flaming dog shit prank like yeah. they're about to rob a bank. These kids yeah. are talking about this like, so here's what we're going to do, guys. <laughs> we're going to go. I'm going to fill the bag with dog shit. Then Sammy here, he's going to light on fire. Now, Mickey, you're looking out. Okay, you're making uh, yeah, sure nobody's you're looking, coming. Right. Like, it yeah. is wild, this conversation. Yeah. And um, and her son, um, or the son from this, comes up and he's like, you guys talking about flaming dog poo? And the kid's like, Aww. it's fucking shit, you asshole. Yeah, and he's like, and who, did somebody teach you how to interrupt? Why are you interrupting? Why are you interrupting yeah, our scheme here? And so now he's the new kid that now gets picked on. Um, also, the bully's name is Bernard. Come on. Oh, Bernard. You could make fun of that kid's name. Yeah. You can't be a bully with that name. No. Oh, Bernard. Uh, during this or after this, we cut to her on her little clay spinny wheel or whatever you call them. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's looking in the window behind her, his face is like pressed. <laughs> at, and I'm like, she could turn around at any moment and see He's you. so obvious sometimes, and she's not aware. Yep. She is just not aware. She feels very safe until... Even she hears, even I think their first night, he, she hears a little thump, thump of him. And like, there is a large man hanging out in your attic and he is not quiet. He's singing to himself. He's, he's repeating what they're saying verbatim later in this movie. He's pacing around in Phil's robe, having fake conversations with her. And I'm like, yeah, are you rehearsing? And she hears none of it. She hears none of it, but she does here and there, like in the beginning, um, and Phil dismisses it and is like, it's a big house. You're bound to hear some creaks and noises, you know? Um, yeah, that's really early on because even the dog looks up like, yeah, there's a guy up there. He sprayed me with something. Yeah, yeah I've been face. smelling it. You guys don't smell it? Yeah, there's definitely a guy up there. Phil comes home from work. And as we said, mm-hmm. he's all pissed at Julie because his spreadsheets are missing. And he's so mad at her for spending so much time with the house, which we've seen none of. We haven't. There's not even a scene of her like decorating or going out shopping to get the things. Right. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Nothing. And I love it when he's yelling and she goes, you don't have to yell. And he goes, I'm not yelling. God damn it. <laughs> well, this is great. So they are having a fight. A little domestic disturbance. Nothing compared to what we hear in the beginning of this movie of what Busey's family was like. (laughs) But while they're fighting, and this is, you know, I don't know how you grew up. I'm sure your parents, as lovely as they are, I'm sure they had little tips here and there growing up. Yeah. Happens with everyone, I think. Yeah. As these two are fighting about, you know, who's, you know, I worked a long day and Mm -hmm. well, you've got to listen to me about these things and... The kids are listening, and the little boy's like, stop fighting. And the little girl's like, oh, and Gary Busey. Then they shoot to Busey, who's like another kid upstairs in his little bed. Oh, what have I got to fight? <laughs> so the three of them are listening. The kids and Busey are yeah. listening to the argument while they're laying in bed, just like, stop it. Stop fighting. There, there is something but, about these kids' reactions to this where I'm like, oh, is this like a daily occurrence like we haven't spent any time with this family before they moved in but just the way the kids are reacting i'm like how often does this happen where it's bothering these kids that much 
Again, I don't know if I looked into this family too much, but I feel like before they moved, there might have been some tension. Maybe she wanted a bigger house and a different lifestyle and pushed him into it. He, yeah, and she now we, had him pick up and move. He's making yes. enough money. Listen, yeah. you're making enough money at work. We can afford this big, gigantic and house. And now he's got to make sure to keep the job and keep the, you know, keep a certain level at the job so that he can make the money. And then mm-hmm. she did because he, she says something at some point about going back to work. And he's like, nope, we made the decision that you were going to be home. So She's apparently like, I need a bigger house time. for all my pottery. Like, I yeah, don't, exactly. we don't, the mantle's full, the bedroom's full. I don't know where to put my pots I don't know anymore. where to put all my stuff. I need a huge, huge help. <laughs> Did they have the housewarming? No, no, no. No, no, they this fight is when they have they it. Do. This is the yeah. next day they have this housewarming yeah. party. And there's still the look, the way these, this couple looks at each other during this party is really great. They just give each yeah. other dirty looks while they're entertaining. But this yeah. is where we meet Rita very, very quickly. We meet mm-hmm. her friend Rita. And this is, like I said, the daughter is dressed. It's, it's a ridiculous dress. She's dressed like 1900 and she's like, it's, it is such a wild dress that they put this kid in and later on they put in a dress. I'm like, this is nonsense. She looks like Easter Sunday. Maybe they let her pick her own dresses each time. She's like, I want the poofiest one. (laughs) Cause you know, you have three of them. You know how little girls can get one. Yeah. You think that this actress was so demanding on set that they were like, well, we better do what she says. She could walk at any moment. (laughs) She might. Yeah. We need her. How would we ever find another actress who could Who's reaching for a ball like at that. a ball yeah. in the water? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. This is where we find out that Phil is having an affair or was yes. having an affair and is considering continuing with this affair. Not, it sounded like he had a one-time thing maybe, but then he's thinking of doing this, hooking up with her again. She has been in touch and his friend is kind of advising against it. Like, what are you thinking? And like you said, Phil goes back and forth. Like, I don't know. I'm my own worst enemy sometimes. <laughs> like, I don't know what my issues are. I have a lot of them basically. Yeah. Um, now Gary is listening or Tom is listening to this whole party with his intercom thingy. He also hears this whole bit about the affair. Oh, he's very angry about this, too. Yeah. You can because, tell. But also sees his way in. Oh, he sees his um, way in because this is when it's revealed that he's been stealing family photos. <laughs> he's been yeah. decorating his area with family photos. And every time, I mean, not every time, when I saw this, I was like, how long until he starts cutting Phil's head off? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take that long. Doesn't take long at all. No. And Phil's head cuts her right out. Mm -hmm. From his little window in the attic, he sees that the daughter is bouncing her red ball, as children in the 1900s did, (laughs) bouncing her red ball into the pool and doesn't know how to get it, but is getting close to the edge of the pool. And he's like the flash. He's there instantly. He's all the way from the attic, scales the wall down. And is like right there and is like, here you go, little girl. And she recognizes him from the night that they bumped into each other in the house. Like she looks at him, but then, right? Doesn't she kind of, right? She's got to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's the one Because they bumped into each other. Yeah, the night that, yeah. The night he spilled the beer and killed the dog. Yeah. Um, It really is a fun scene because she says nothing. He's like, here's your ball, little girl. Be mm-hmm. careful around water. <laughs> and then just like runs away. And then poofs. And now for a minute, she must think like, oh, I wonder if he's just another adult at the party that I don't know. But again. I don't know. This little girl says basically nothing in this movie. They, they don't yeah, really give have her a, lot. a whole lot of no. lines or anything. She does Mm-mm. say she drew a picture. That's the only thing she says. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Also, I have a question about this. Is Gary Busey 
stealing cookies from this party and then also sharing them with the little boy. Like the son goes up to his bedroom and he puts his head on his pillow and then is like, huh, and reaches under the pillow and there's a plastic bag full of cookies. <laughs> and then we go to Gary Busey up in the attic and he's like, dude, just eat these cookies. Well, what would you do? You would. He, that's what he did. He kind of crashed it. He got, where do you think he gets half of his snacks? Even the canned food. I bet he get it from his pantry. But from it's, their just, pantry. it's just such a weird thing to, for him to be like, you know who would like these cookies? That little boy whose house I live well, in. Well, he's... He's trying to find a way yes. to make it nice in the family, right? What's his in? He has a lot of good inroads with this family. He's very smart. He does work uh, yes. really well, I think. So he, he creeps out, but then saves the little girl and gets her ball back and saves her from falling in the water. Not only does he deliver them cookies, but when does he... We don't, we're not there yet when he saves them from the bully, right? No, no, not yet, that. because this is when they decide to start their day. And the moment we said, the moment they walk out the door, the moment the door closes, Gary Busey comes out from another door and he's wearing a suit jacket and he's just imitating Phil and stuff that Phil just said and everything. And this is when we see how clever Gary Busey is because over that intercom, I guess there was a lot of really detailed information (laughs) discussed that we did not hear. A lot of detail. So he finds out. It's a great. This is. This was such an, a great scene. Like, this is where I was watching this movie going, oh, this is kind of fun and weird and creepy and entertaining. And after he did this, I was like, oh, this Gary Busey, man, he's super yeah. smart. And Same here. This, I was like, this movie may just end with he and Mimi Rogers together. Yeah. I was like, he might just get his way. Right. He just might. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There is a little bit of this movie where I'm like, oh, my God, Gary's going to get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to take over here. And it's that's the hider in the house becomes the leader of the house there are a few or the master of the house. Question marks about his plan. One is, don't you think she'd recognize her own husband's handwriting? Like that's one weird thing. When Gary Busey like writes the notes. Well, I, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but go ahead. I was confused because at first I wasn't quite sure how far he went. So what he does is, like you said, uh, the morning, the, everybody leaves, mm-hmm. and he's in this great mood. He's all dressed up, and you're like, what is Gary up to? He's imitating Phil a bit, mm-hmm. and then he goes to a payphone, yes, and he makes a call to her, to Julie, mm-hmm. and says, hi, this is, um, I work with your husband, and he wanted me to know you are to meet, he had to step out, but he wants you to meet him for lunch at this fancy hotel. So and she's cute. all like, she's so happy. Okay. She's like, oh, yeah. all right, I Romance guess he's a pretty good guy. Yeah. Now, Gary then goes to the hotel and checks, makes, um, goes and gets himself a table at the restaurant there. And so I at first was like, what is he doing? She's going to come to lunch and see Busey and be like, this is not my husband. What are you doing? I really thought it was going to be where she Because I didn't follow what was happening. Where she walks in and he's like, you know what? Your husband couldn't make it. He sent yeah. me instead. He really is a piece of shit. I'm sorry. Right. Your husband's a jerk. Yes. Like, I thought that's where this was going. And me the payoff too. is so much better. So much better. Right. So so when he when Gary arrives at the at for lunch, he gives the um the host of the the restaurant a note and says, My wife's meeting me for lunch, but when you when she comes, this is her name, this is what she looks like, give her this note. Well, okay. S- this is what she looks like. Would you ever describe Mimi Rogers as she's got red hair? You'll notice. No, no not no. at all. Like, no. for the rest of the movie, I kept looking and going, maybe it's a little bit red, but that is not how <laughs> I would describe really. Rogers' no. hair color. No, but maybe in his 
beauty eyes. But so when she arrives, I would say something she, like she's got big teeth, not quite as big as mine, but they're still pretty big, <laughs> more in proportion with her head than mine are. But still, we both have I mean, big teeth. I would hope that no one is ever described by the size of size of their teeth, <laughs> except that neighbor, maybe right. because of just how great big right, yeah. Brittany he the is. The neighbor who are, smiles but... and you can't see most of his upper teeth. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird smile. It is. I don't know if those are his real teeth or like implant. I don't know. I don't but anyway, know. when when Julie arrives, um, she gets the note, and the note says, "I left a key for you. I'm in this hotel room." And I, again, where did Gary get all this information? IDK. He listens really carefully. Oh. But <laughs> yep. there, and now she's Julie's really excited. She's like, "Woohoo! We're gonna meet in the hotel room. The romance is back. My, you know, this is gonna be so sweet." And so she gets, and this too, I was like. How did he know what room he was in? And how did he get the front desk to agree to give another woman a key? Like, this was a lot of movie planning yeah, on Gary Busey's part. it's all nonsense. Because I don't think Phil was talking to his friend being like, listen, here's we go to how room we 178. Yeah. We go here. You want to know the room number? I'll tell you the room number. Yeah, you want to know the friend. exact time we do this? I'll tell this, you right now. Right well, next is intercom. Gary's Gary knows and Gary, so but what a perfect setup so she arrives in the hotel room and she's all excited like romance is not dead and she walks in on Phil and his little mistress lady and he's devastated she runs out of the house this too great acting she's pissed she slaps no later on she slaps oh him. later on with those Michael McKeon slaps really good yeah. job yeah really great but she she runs home. He follows her home, and he's like, "I'm so sorry." Because even when he said he was going to do it, when he confessed to his friend, he knew it was kind of wrong. It was just like, you know. And now he's caught, and he feels really bad. Yes. And she's like, "You have to leave." She's packing yeah. his bags. She's it's like, like, "You're you just, out of here, bub." Yeah, you can't be here. It's kind of amazing that Gary Busey ruined this because there are so many things just conveniently working in his favor. Like this affair worked perfectly for him yeah the fact that mm-hmm. she lives next door to a very very creepy man worked out yeah. so perfectly for him at times it's amazing he botched this somehow i know i know because every time because... she feels like she's being watched when she sees a figure like run away from her window and then looks outside and you see like a yeah. neighbor go away from his window i was like gary this is all working out for you yeah yeah because yeah every time she hears a noise that's really gary upstairs or gary so she thinks it's the neighbor being creepy because he's already a creepy neighbor yep um she then has to explain to her kids that the that their dad's gone and everything this isn't great with the kids that night, I think yeah. it's funny because she gets a little too boozy to even get under the covers. Oh, I yeah. Guess. This is when she just passes out. Yep. And he, is this when he passes out? It's he so, stares at yes, her? Yes. This, this is, is creepy. almost caught. After his amazing plan, this is where he almost he blows it. He takes it a little too far. So she, she tells the kids this, you know, dad's not, you know, dad and mom had a fight and we have to be separate for a little bit. And then the kids are upset and mom gets too drunk and passes out. And then Gary... Watches both the kids sleep. Oh yeah, he like tucks in in the kids, which is creepy, very creepy, creepy. And then sits in the rocking chair in her room (laughs) and just watches her sleep. And then in the morning, the son is wakes up and is like, "Mom, mom, what are you doing? You got to wake up." And Gary is still in the room. (laughs) It's awesome. On the rocking chair, and somehow that big galoop quietly hides 
in the shower and then it, the yeah, bathroom hides closet. In the shower, but it's such a great scene because he's on, like you said, this big dumb wicker rocking chair. Yeah. And the kid, you can hear him outside the door, and Gary Busey wakes up and is like, huh, what, oh no. And then the kid runs in to go see his mom, but you see the rocking chair rocking in the background, yeah. which is really great. Like, I'm like, oh, are they going to think like he ghost just lives got there? Up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is where he hides in the shower for a minute, and then, uh-oh, she's going to take a shower. But yeah. luckily she has to calm her kid down, because he told his sister that the dad's never coming back. Right, right. And then Gary Busey gets to hide in... Um, in the biggest bathroom closet. Yeah, yeah. I was about to call it the towel closet. Well, What's it hey, I don't like how he touches the towels. Like, oh my God, there's so many nice <laughs> <soft. laughs> Yes. Did you see that? I do like that. And also when she finally gets in the shower, he like, oh, clutches his chest. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I can't like, believe I got, okay. <laughs> got away with I'm that. I'm all right. One. She didn't catch me. That yeah, because like you said, close. even he's like... Mm, I could mm-hmm. really be pushing myself with this one. And I do have to say, listen, we he watched her skinny dip earlier, but he doesn't really peep until she's in the shower, which I thought was considerate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's like, all right, well, now I really right. can't yes, not. Exactly. But now this is where, like you said, Gary gets all these little wins that you're like, all right, maybe yeah, this is right. really going to happen. Here comes so, another one. Here comes another one. The little boy, again, Neil is his name. Neil is having issues with the bully mm-hmm. at school. And Gary just so or Tom just so happens to be hanging out near the school. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. I don't like that. Like you Mm-mm. Gary Busey, you gotta have a better story. But he couldn't straight up lie and say I have a kid here. No, 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 he can't do that, but it's gotta be I don't know. There's something about when she's like, Hey, do your kids go here too? And he's like, Nope, I'm just a creep walking by an yeah. elementary school. Like just it's such a hanging weird hanging out, like, watching the little boys chatter. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really is like, I was just passing by and I saw some bullies and thought I'd help this kid out. But can we, can I deliver the lines of, please, this, of these bullies? Because I thought this was great writing. I don't know because the bully walks by and says something to this kid and he goes, asshole. And the bully goes, did you call me an asshole? And the kid goes, nope, I called you a dickhead. I was like, what? <laughs> what kind of dialogue is this? <laughs> but yeah, the bully kind of beats him up and... It's right when Mimi Rogers pulls up because mm-hmm. Gary Busey grabs the bully. She grabs her son. It's a whole thing. And like we said, they kind of just, they have a little, a little chat where she's like, Hey, thanks for helping my kid out. And he's like, no problem. Maybe I'll see you around or whatever yeah. creepy thing. He says. He, but even this, he kind of plays it as cool. Like you're expecting him to, but he, yes. he pulls back. Soon enough, he wants to say more. He wants to linger longer. But he says just enough and is like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll see you around. He does say, like, uh, have a good day, Neil. And Neil's like, how do you know my name? Like, go ahead and say my name. Yeah, I do like the voiceover because all it is is Gary Busey walking away. And we just hear, how do you know my name? Well, he probably just heard me call you that. You didn't say my name. It's really funny. Yeah. And she's like, whatever, shut up, get in the car. He's a nice man. Yeah. Um, but this is so great now because we immediately cut to that night. He's in the attic writing a note. Oh, and yeah. it's, it is like what he's writing is some of the funniest stuff when he's like, it was nice to meet you and uh, protect your kid from police. <laughs> if you want to contact me, um, uh, and he realizes he's like, I can't no tell way to, her like, to, I'm like, just upstairs. come up to the attic. 
<laughs> He's got nowhere to go with this letter and decide, eh, maybe I won't just write a letter. Maybe I'll just keep this going for a while. Right, right. I'll just have to try to. And then is this when he practices? Like, no, no later I on think is when this he practices. Is where he's the interrupted. He has to go back into his little chamber because the kid comes up, and this kid's got some anger issues mm, now because mm-hmm. he's burning his wrestling toys. Yeah. And yeah. starts a. This fire starts pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, and you could see Gary's like, oh, no, no fire. Gary's fire. like, do I have to get out of here to put on this fire? Yeah. This kid's going to see me. Do I have to kill this kid? I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to, but this is going to. And, and Gary and fire don't mix because this is what he, mm-hmm. he even says to the kid, you know, matches are bad yeah, or something yeah. like that. The kid kind of starts a fire upstairs. The mom is putting the daughter to bed and is like smells, you know, something burning and runs upstairs and kind of freaks out on Neil. And Neil in turn freaks out on her. Again, kid does a lovely performance, but it shows a little bit of crazy in Mm -hmm. his own way because he like gets super angry and super frustrated and is like, I wasn't just burning my toys. I was burning him because I thought it was dad and dad hates us and this whole, you know, trauma thing. Yeah. I mean, we find out later, but I did, like, this kid's like, well, why doesn't he at least call us? And I'm like, hey, good point, kid. Hey, Phil, call your kids. Like, No, I know you it's got because Busey's erasing all the messages. Right. I love it because Busey, she gets flower here. Uh, Phil sends flowers to her, mm. and we see the flower arrangement later. Busey's got it upstairs. Like, he just I love keeps it. it in his tongue. <laughs> it is really great. And his robe. He's, like, wearing his robe. and taking When he's his... just wandering around in Phil's robe in the middle of the day, reading a magazine or whatever he's yeah. doing. It's like, well, he's really making himself at home in this place. The neighbor comes over and he's got like, huh, he's got shorts and a, like a windbreaker on. It's not yeah, a Phillies. Good is it Phillies? Well, he's got, he's always into sports. It's a big he doesn't Phillies even say. windbreaker. It's so yeah. weird. To, oh, also at this point, Tom showed up. Like Gary Busey oh, just yeah. showed up to be like, hey, I was just, uh, whatever, passing by and uh, right. I know you. Um, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. The kid invited him in because Mimi Rogers uh, gets that's home right. with the neighbor. And then mm-hmm. Gary Busey shows up and sees his neighbor is not happy about this. But the kid's like, hey, look who I ran into. Probably hanging around outside the elementary school again. Right, I invited right. him to our house. That's cool. But Mimi Rogers is kind of happy he's here because this neighbor is very creepy. Yeah. And this is where, like you said, he does um, <laughs> he does say to the kid, oh, matches are dangerous <laughs> Okay, you don't need to deliver that line that way, Gary Busey. Yeah. She decides to put away groceries, and these two creeps just leer at her. Or just watching her. Mm -hmm. And then the neighbor decides, I'm going to make my move now. And he, like, puts his hand on her butt. Oh, on her lower back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, her jeans are so high waisted, it could just be in the middle of her back. We're not sure. But yeah. And then Gary Busey jumps in. It's like action Busey to, like, grab this dude's hand and be like, uh uh, buddy. Don't do that. Yeah. And this guy doesn't even take the hint to be like, I better go. He still hangs out for a yeah. while. So now she's got these two creepos that she can't get rid of, that she can't shake. But she feels more comfortable, like you said, with the lesser of the creep. Yeah, she no, feels more comfortable in her Busey. mind, there's one creep in this house and right. one guy who saved her kid from a mm-hmm. bullet who stepped in. Mm-hmm. And, this and now is... has saved her from the creepy guy. She even right. says... Thanks for like, yeah, he well, is this creepy. is yeah. right after this. Cause like I said, the neighbor's still hanging out. This is when the exterminator, the extermination. Oh, company when they calls get the call about the yeah, a week yeah. later. And 
<clears throat> the neighbor says like, oh yeah, I saw him leave and he was drunk and swerving all over the yeah. place. And she goes, maybe you should call them about this. And he reaches for her phone. Yeah. And where Gary Busey like grabs his arm and is like, maybe you should make this call from your house. And yeah. that's when he yeah. throws him out. And she's like, oh, thanks for that. You want to come and hang out in the living room and take a look at my pottery? And yeah. I, I do have to say, we talked about the performances and how, how good they were. Mm-hmm. When she shows him her pottery and he goes, these are really beautiful. The look on her face, like just how happy and satisfied she is. Like yeah. it, it really is like that moment. I was like, she is kind of into this weirdo right well, yeah. now. Yeah. This is, again, Gary's got a bunch of wins <clears throat> under his belt now. And mind you, she has just been cheated on by her husband and is not necessarily in you know, out looking, but she needs some other validation. And Gary is swinging home run, Mm -hmm. home running it. Um, so yeah, he, he compliments her pottery. She is grateful for that. She Um, even invites him over. She's like, Hey, maybe on the weekend you can come by barbecue with your family. She gives him one of the pieces. Oh yeah. 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 This is for you. Yeah. A little, and then creepily he he gives her the tiny bowl. And then he gives her, he's got this creepy, um, rabbit's foot. Mm -hmm. Good luck. Rabbit's foot. And he's like, I've had this since I was a little kid. It's like the only thing from my childhood. I want you to have it. And she's like, I I don't think I could take that. He's like, I want you to have it. And so she takes it because, I mean, at this point, you can't say no, No, right? No. Um, But this is when her good friend and possible buzzkill, Rita, stops by. I was going to say, Rita's first on Team Boosie for a little bit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because she comes in and kind of breaks this whole thing up with her presence. And Boosie's like, right. I better go. And she's like, I'll walk mm-hmm. you out and everything. And he's like, really? Okay, this is great. Nobody's ever walked yeah. me out of a place before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and really, like, she comes back and Rita's kind of like, who is that hunk mm-hmm. of a man? Mm-hmm. Not like... Who is that awkward, twitchy weirdo that I just <laughs> saw with you? No, Rita's like, that guy? Woo, man. Yeah, I yeah. want some of that beauty. And Rita's even like, you know, Phil is just a jerk. And he, mm-hmm. if he cheated on you, you could certainly have your own fun. What's right. the big deal? There is a scene later where Phil, when he sees she and Gary Busey together, I did like his reaction. Like, listen. I don't know what happened here while I was gone, but now I'm back. And I'm like, okay, Phil, you know what? That's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. It's when they, they walk past each other on the walkway and he's, I think Phil is like, what is this? Like a tit for tat thing? Yeah. What are you doing Cause he's with like, this guy? Yeah. Cause later on when he sees them together, like, you know, she's basically a prisoner at that point. He sees them on the couch together. He's like, I think that's that guy. I saw walking out of the house that one day. Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> what? It's really well, great. Rita and her in their bonding. Yeah. Um, they go to the yard to do some gardening. Just doing some gardening. Be, you know, so, and just this this little, again, their yard is mostly a pool, but this little area where I guess you could plant some <laughs> it's, flowers. It's a flower bed <laughs> big enough to put a dog. Right, yeah. Yeah, they uncover, and I love it. She she digs a little bit, and they just see this, like, little face, and right away she's like, oh, my God, it's Rudolph. Yeah. And they both freak out, and she calls the cops, and the cops are like, what well, is nothing we can do about it. What kind of a reaction is this where the cops yeah. are like, I don't know. Because she even says to Rita, she's like, I don't know. If a pet's dead on your property, the cops said they won't come out. I'm like, yeah, what? She'd have to dig the whole thing up. Yes. And then claim, you know, they'd have to do an investigation. And she's kind of like, you know, I'm yeah. not going to. She's like, I'm not I don't want to put my this. kids through this. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So she's, but she is a little. And again, she looks up to the neighbor's house <laughs> and is like, that 
freaking creepo killed my dog. <laughs> and you can exactly. see she's like adding it to the list of another thing. Gary Busey now, apparently his job is to walk this kid home from school because he oh, walks right, this kid right. home from school. And this is when Gary Busey pushes the envelope a little bit too With much. the fighting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I liked his his fight training or his fight technique. It's very un-Mr. Miyagi where he's like, you pull the kid's hair. You yeah. slam him to the ground and then you kick him in the face with your shoe. Yeah. And that's a little bit too much for her at this point. And she's like, hey, um, Gary Busey, uh, maybe you should head out. He's like, all right, bye. I'll see you later. I'm not into the way you're teaching him. And right. he's like, I, I'm sorry. I might have went too far. It's just that's just he's still winning at this point. Like, yeah, even yeah, that he makes apology up for it. Yeah. seems OK for her. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And she's just honest with him, you know, and, you know, yeah. So now it's the next day. This is a pretty big mm-hmm. one. Uh, this is where it gets a little bit weird. He does like paw through her underwear drawer for a while. Well, they go out of town. Her and the kids are going to see grandma. Yes. Sweet potato pie and visiting grandma. So there it's clear they're going out of town, her and the kids. Um, again, Phil has been, as far as we know right now, MIA. Oh, yeah. No, he's, and, he hasn't been around yeah. for a while. Gary's just enjoying the house, pawing through her panty drawer, wearing Gary's robe, laying on their bed. He's having fun. It's what I do when yeah. I house sit for people. Just, yeah. you know, I hope no one I've ever house sat is listening to this right now. Because now they know you your know routine. Your Hide your robes, routine. everybody, because I'm yeah. wearing them. But he doesn't know that sweet Rita has also been assigned to house sit. Or at least come by and feed the yeah, fish. Yeah, that's I'm what I'm sure. wondering. I'm like, Rita's really making herself at home for, I thought, was just like feeding the fish or something. Well, she's family friend, right? So she comes in. Yeah. It's not a good, like, there's, I think he realizes there's no way he can talk himself out of this situation. because he Well, especially pro- because he's in the, I think, if he was in just his own clothes and he was like, oh, I also was supposed to check on the house. Yeah, but I still know? don't think that would work because she get her on the phone or something later. Cause yeah. I, could, I even think he could play it off by like, Oh no, she didn't want you to find out about us. Listen, yeah, she left. She didn't want the kids to see me. So she had me wait upstairs till they were gone. Like he could have played this out and convinced right. Rita, but they're going to talk. So it wouldn't have worked out at all. Well, and Rita sniffs out the weirdo in him because he's yeah. again, now he's wearing, and she says, you're wearing Phil's rope. And he keeps like, like you said, he starts out with the story, oh, she didn't tell you. Yeah, we're a thing because Phil's gone, so we're a thing now. It is funny because he's like, listen, I'm here because she needs somebody to watch the house. She needs somebody to protect the kids. And she goes, why are you here? And he goes, if you calm down, I'm trying to tell you why I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but he's a little on edge. Yes. Maybe he's, I think early, very early on in the in the movie when he's still living at that hotel and he gets the messages from the the front desk guy. One of the messages is you have to fill up, fill your prescription at the pharmacy. Yes, exactly. Maybe he should have done Never that. Never went to get his prescription. <laughs> no. It's all could have been. So he's very much on edge. So, so yeah, when Rita starts to question him and now Rita starts to get creeped out by him because he's like, just, 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 just calm down, Rita. Okay. Just calm down. Let me tell you why I'm here. She's like, all right, you need to leave. You just need to. And this is when he starts to manhandle. She starts to scream Yep. and he's telling her don't scream. And again, he's like George and of mice and men. He's like too strong for his own good. He's just telling her, be quiet, be quiet, Rita. Don't scream. And we'll make it all okay. If you just calm down and Rita's like you're a fucking lunatic (laughs) and sure enough 
he doesn't even realize he's done it. He's just telling her to be quiet, and she finally is quiet, and he's like, that's so much better. And then he realizes it's <laughs> because like, she oops, killed I snapped her. her neck. Yeah. Oh, no. Now, in the meantime, she did kick over uh, the goldfish ball. Yeah, they have a little slow-motion fight scene that it happens. It is a weird slow- Okay. I kind of forgot about that until you brought it up. Yeah, it is yeah. a slow-motion. The only time in this movie slow-motion is, well... Later, no, when, when Stunt he... Busey falls down the steps, yeah. that's slow motion. But yeah. it is a really interesting thing to be like, you know what would look great in slow motion? When she kicks that fishbowl with her pink cowboy boots. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah but he's so... killed her, and we get um, we get a scene of him buying, not buying, but putting a new goldfish in a new bowl. We also get a scene of him just holding her and crying. Oh, a, yeah, it's a long, <laughs> just like pull-out shot of him holding her sobbing She's on dead the and yeah. just laying on him, and mm-hmm. he's like, I can't believe I killed Frida <laughs> yes. shit. Because not even because I think he's sad that he's killed a person, because this could really botch up the plan to get with the family, because now he's killed another person, and this he's is another... He's not like a right. serial killer. It's not like he's just running around murdering people. This is all to, you know... They're all getting in the way. all to get some sort of family, right. and he's just irritated every time he has to right. kill someone because they get he's, in the way. He snaps um, quite easily. But we do yeah. see we do see an interesting shot of him, I guess, burying Rita in the middle of the woods. Like all of this movie takes place like outside of a school or in their house, except for this oh, one right. weird shot of the middle of the woods where he's burying a body. Yeah. This is when she comes home and she's like, Hey Rita, where are you? I've been calling you for a while. Yeah, and Rita everything. didn't leave a note. Usually Rita leaves a little note. There's no note. Oh, in the meantime. We realize when Gary is uh, house-sitting, and I think before or after, at some point, mm-hmm. uh, while he's there, Phil leaves a message, and Gary deletes the message. Yes. And also, flowers are delivered, and Gary takes the flowers. So Phil has been making attempts to contact and make amends, and Gary's been in the middle of them and, you know, kind of taken them. And after, um, after they get home and after she's trying to get in contact with Rita... Uh, that's when she sees a figure outside run away, looks yes. out, and she sees her creepy neighbor outside mm-hmm. of his window or whatever. And this is when we find out she's got a gun. She's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to get this gun out, and I'm going to get my daughter out of the attic. Uh, she's busy having a tea party. Gary Busey can't get back into the attic because yeah. this little girl's having a tea party. He's blocking her. So, yeah, she's locking all the windows of the house. She's starting to feel a little more unsafe in right. the home. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to get the son on board. You know, just help me. Let's get, yeah, let's get your sister out from her creepy tea party upstairs so that she does shut. Gary's got a window upstairs and she he almost sees she almost sees him at the attic window mm-hmm. she shuts the window he's got some he's got it fixed so that it doesn't lock so he gets back in um and she sleeps with the gun next to her bed it's around the time things start going pretty badly for gary Busey. but right before this this is where he's pacing in the attic wearing phil's <laughs> robe and he's rehearsing a conversation where he invites her to the movies and or the zoo <laughs> i thought that was great because even in our next scene, I was like, Gary, you invited to the movies. Where's the zoo? And immediately he's like, also the zoo's in town. <laughs> like that's, wow, you're really, really not doing this right. 
Um, we quickly get a scene of her son beating a bully possibly to death at school. This yeah. kid might he be dead. Well, he takes him down, does the hair pull, and then, then walks away. And you think, you, I thought for a minute, because you see the kid kind of looking back. And I'm like, oh, he's going to have a heart. And realize, shit, what did I just do? But then he goes back and kicks him in the yes. face. <laughs> this movie leaves you in the end being like, is this kid the next scary person? It leaves me worried about Neil. Yes. I agree. I I'm really like, oh. thought for a minute he was gonna like it was almost this realization like that guy's not a great guy he told me to kick this kid in the face that's yeah terrible advice no walks back over wallops this kid kips him right I in the face knocks this kid completely unconscious mm-hmm. and all you hear is a kid in the background going oh man i'll bet that hurt <laughs> it's really great this is when Busey just shows up uh, unannounced. Mm-hmm. This is when they have the conversation about the fact that the fish is bigger and a different color. Well, this is when she's having too many, like she's there's really shooken up. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot happening here. Yeah, and she's really not, I don't even think she knows yet that her son's beaten somebody up at school, but she's just a little shaken. Um, I don't know what else has happened, but but regardless. It's, it's, it's a lot that's happened. You know, it's all the things. She hasn't heard yeah. from her husband since he left. Right. And she's yeah. got this creepy neighbor that she's not sure is killing her dog. Her best friend yeah. hasn't gotten she back with to her. a gun next to her last night. Things right. are not going well. Things are for not Rogers right at this point. And this is really where she's like, I can't take in a movie this evening. And he, yeah, I'm not, he brings I'm not out in the, the mode. Big guns and pulls that circus invite. I think you should go. And this is when Gary, give it some time, give her a yeah. week or two. It'll be fine. But he's like, I really want to come in and have some coffee. And while she's like rebuffing his, is that the word? His advances. I think he's just growling. All I hear is like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Well, because he can't, he can't, this is not expected. This was not what he wanted. Everything is going according to plan. Mm -hmm. And this isn't part of the plan. She is supposed, and he keeps saying, just say yes, just say yes, just let me come in. And she's very firm with him. No, I'm not, I can't, this is not a good time, you need to go. And she shuts the door on him, and he stays by the door, and he's like, just let me in, just let me in. And now she's freaking out, and she's like, all right, you are really a crazy, crazier than my neighbor. Like, at least my neighbor left when I asked him to. And he, like, You're not leaving. beats on the door when she closes it. Yes. Like he hits the door several times. And this is where he finally, I don't think he's ever going to leave, but he sees Phil, Phil coming up the walkway. Right. So he mm-hmm. decides to leave. And Phil looks back like, I wonder who that guy was. That's interesting. Yeah. Phil comes in. She's very relieved for her cheating husband to be back. And he's like, I've been calling for weeks. Like, you're not returning my calls. Nobody's talking to me and everything. And this is a very emotional scene. There's lots of slapping. Yeah. And yeah, she, it's, but it's really. It it really plays really real. Like she's upset and he's upset too. He's like, I'm sorry, I love you, and this was a mistake. And like you said, she slaps him. They both cry in each other's arms. The kids see dad and they wanna see him and they're they're, you know, Dad, I wanna show you this and tell you about this. And the kid starts to say, Hey dad, I kicked somebody's ass at school. Dad, and- I murdered a child today. <laughs> You would have been got this so great proud. advice from a local lunatic. Right. And the mom is like, you know, give dad and I need some time. We we have to have makeup sex. I'm right. yes. very distraught and yeah. maybe horny. I'm not sure. But it, it really does like, and 
and the way we describe this, and if you didn't see this, it's on Amazon Prime. So now that we're almost done with the movie, guys, it's on Amazon yeah. Prime for free. Go check it out. It it takes a while to get to that point. And I, I thought that was really great because in a lot yes. of movies, it really would be like slap, slap, mad, mad. And then we're going to have angry makeup sex. But it takes a while to get there. And they have like yeah. a real conversation. And there's tears and they on both sides. And each other. Yeah, right, like, it's, right. It's really And then good. he <laughs> says, I miss you. And she's like, I miss you. And then they... They, you know, they they make out and whatever. And now Gary's like, fuck. And he's fuck. listening to all of this, <laughs> yeah. too. He's up in his little sad attic yes. now, listening to all of this. And he's and like, he's like plan? no, God no, damn. no, no. He's not supposed to come back. She's not supposed to take him back. This was not anything. The wooden thing is gone. I was not, I can't bring it back in, my little wooden figurine. I love how after they have sex, like, they... He opens the door to leave, and the kids are like standing there. Like, well, I thought it was a little creepy. I was movie. like, "Don't you want to wait till you maybe drop the kids off at school no. or bring them?" No, no. It's been a while, and nope. the kids both, just yeah. stood outside the door, listened, and because the moment he opens the door, the kids are like, "So you staying now?" And they almost like yes. raise their eyebrows. <laughs> He's <too>. like, "Yeah, <laughs> who wants to come get my stuff with me?" Yeah, and I'm like, I knew that Gary was upstairs, and I'm like, "No, no, 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 you can't leave mom alone in the house because." The little boy's like, well, I want to go with you, Dad. And she's like, well, I want to go, too. So now he's going to take the kids with him to pick up his stuff. And now they're going to leave mm-hmm. Julie alone in the house. I didn't and expect the kids to be like, where are we going? He's like, I don't know, some floozy I've been staying with. I'm just, <laughs> just going to get my clothes. No, he says, she says earlier he's staying at a friend. So I'm assuming know, it's I the know. friends that, yeah. that... But remind me how Julie gets up to the well, attic. Julie, well, here's some stuff in the attic. That's, oh, that's I mean, what she it is. finally, yeah. all the times that she's heard stuff in the attic, she finally decides to act on this. She's, there's no and, distractions. There's yeah. no kids. There's nobody else <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, so she everything. can. I know what that's like when there's nobody here. Yeah. I can hear things I've never heard yeah. before. Yeah. And then you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she goes up and he has not properly closed the door to his like yeah. hidden layer. Well, she's disheveled. Wanders into this and sees everything. She sees her family pictures with her husband's head cut out. She sees like Rita's Rita's bag. bag. Yeah, and her the pottery that she gave him. I think he also stole another piece of pottery or two. I think. Yeah, I think there's other. Yeah, but that's when she's like, "Oh my!" But this she plays really well. So now I said this on previous podcasts, Mm -hmm. and I think I came off. In the camp of like, maybe you should let people rape you. And I didn't want that to be the case. But she's playing this the way that in a movie, you should play this. Play along with this maniac Mm -hmm. for as long as you can. And also, we talked about how long it takes him to get to makeup sex and how realistic that was. She plays along with him for a very long time. In any movie, it would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh uh-huh. And then turn around and run. For this... She finds like the things that she's saying where he's like, I saved your daughter from drowning and I taught your son how to fight. And the fact that she's like, yeah, you could have been their father. If you had told me you were doing all of this, like I had no idea you were intervening in our life. Like if I had known this, it could have been you instead of Phil. Like I love that she goes that far into this. She does. I know. But this is this. It's like she knows the level. Well, I'm sure as she's up there and it sinks in, like, oh, my God, this dude has not only been, like, interjecting himself in my family. He's been living in the attic. And he's also killed 
At least Rita. Yeah. I'm sure it's... And the dog. She knows that Rita and the dog is gone. She's not yet pieced together that it's the exterminator, too. Nobody cares about the exterminator. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody cares about that guy. Poor guy. But she does say... She says... And I had to write this line down. She goes... I didn't know I had a choice between you and Phil. Yes. Had yes. I known, I would have chosen you. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's and really great. And she keeps great. saying, it's really great. And she keeps saying to him, like, you understand, right? You understand that I mm-hmm. didn't know. Yeah. Like, if I knew, you understand. And he's like, okay, all right, then let's make this right. Yeah. And he's still, because he grabs her kind of aggressive, aggressively when he brings her downstairs. And yeah, because like, she's all like, right, let's you just mean go this? downstairs. Let's just figure yeah. this out. Let's go downstairs. It's fine. And so he agrees to bring her downstairs. And then this is when she does lose her cool a bit, which I don't blame her because right. she's still playing along and she feels like, who's this guy? What is he doing here? And she's like, just take the kids and leave. Just take the kids and right, leave. Because but that's Phil when... shows up with the kids right. and feels like, what is happening here? This yeah. is an odd situation to walk yeah. into. And she loses her cool when Phil approaches him and she goes, no, Phil, get away. He's crazy. And that's yeah. when, that's when like full maniac Busey who I've been waiting for this whole movie comes out and he like beats up Phil he slaps her stares at the kids and then they just kind of run away yeah they run and then they go to the crazy neighbor's house creepy neighbor's house but now this fight ensues with between he takes her back up to like his weird attic lair for some Mm -hmm. reason Mm -hmm. he's gonna light her on yeah he puts crazy he like dumps kerosene all over her mm-hmm. and is going to and is like waving a, a lantern. lantern in front of her I'm like, yeah what is and he happening? says you shouldn't have lied to me you shouldn't yep. have lied to me you shouldn't yeah and now michael mckeon has enough strength to you know stop him from killing her mm-hmm. and then she's able to escape and uh gary Busey's like basically beating him to death with a fire poker and there yeah. are some gross like when he's like some gross squishy stab sounds Oof. when he's yeah. like getting him in the stomach but julie she's got that gun and she shoots him yeah and he falls down the steps yep great ending oh wait no it's not over because you a, know he's not you a, know there's a final and this was even like i know he just tried to light her on fire and that's terrible but when he's like I'm going to shoot myself in the head next to your head and kill us both. Yeah, yeah. It's really awesome. Yeah, he awesome. grabs her face and he says, I think he tells her again, you shouldn't have lied to me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he puts the gun to his head and they're head to head and she's like, ah. And now the police are there because right. the creepy neighbor came in handy. Yes. And the police shoot Gary in the back and now it's finally all over. I do like it. The police are there, and they're they're take they. It's the hugest, most rectangular body bag I've ever seen for Busey's body mm-hmm. that they take him out in. And Phil is put into a little, you know, he's just strapped on. And he's the the kids. He's getting like wheeled out of the house, and the kids are like, "Daddy," and he's like, "I'm okay, guys. Like I'm okay." But he's, <laughs> he's all like bandaged his up face and everything. Is all bloody. He's yeah. got a neck brace. Even his hands are covered in blood somehow. He's like wrapped he's up right. like a mummy and yeah. they're wheeling him out. He's like, I'll be fine. Kids, don't worry yeah. about it. I love you guys. I'm home now. It's all good. And he really is and like, it's, she, a, it's a final shot of the exterior of the house. Fade to yeah. black. Done. That's yeah. it. Hide her in the house. Hide her in the house. I really enjoyed this. I have I to did say too. it was a birthday pick. And I, <laughs> there were times when this started where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this. I really liked this movie. I thought it, it was did. fun. 
I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm so glad you did. Because, you know, for a birthday pick, you want it to be like a present. You yeah. want it to be worth your birthday. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, it was very, um, it's not in line with, but none of you, I can't say that all of your birthday picks line up. Like you said, mine are always some sort of childhood favorite. Sure. But um, yours are all yeah. over the board. But this, this was a great pick. I, I think, I really do. This movie needs to be discovered or reappraised or something yeah. needs to happen. Because I feel like more people need to see this movie. I said it before, you know, it's not a masterpiece, but just the fact no. that I've never heard of this before seems yeah. to be some sort of weird oversight in the history well, of and movies. It's, it's, we watched some terrible 80s movies, yeah. some really bad acting, some really terrible scripts, and like you said, it's not like amazing cinema. No. It's not like award-winning, it, but the, everybody does a good job. Yes. The, everything moves really well. There's some stuff that you're like, really? He's like scaling oh. the house wall to like, get yes. it. like, how do they not yeah. know Hyder and the, you know, yeah. but it's just, it's just well. And like you said, it fits with the late eighties, early nineties, so, you know? Yeah. Like I said, even the, even that. the, um, even the Cape fear remake has like, mm -hmm. feels like this. It, yeah. You know, and I'll just do my recommendation. My recommendation is one of those movies. Yeah. Um, it's malice from 1993. Ooh. Yeah, um, who is in that? Uh, Bill Pullman and Nicole Kidman uh, are uh -huh. a married couple. And they take in, and I brought him up earlier, they take in uh, super sexy Alec Baldwin, mm. um, who's like an old college friend of Bill Pullman's. And they're like, hey, we're renovating this enormous house that's way too big for the two of us childless people. Why don't you stay with us? And, of course, Alec Baldwin, like, creepily gets into Nicole Kidman. Mm -hmm. Also, there's a weird, not like subplot, because it, fits into it where Bill, Bill Pullman is like a dean at the college or something, but then he's mm -hmm. accused of being a serial rapist on campus. Oh. But it's one of these like twisty like movie that is silly when you really think about it, but takes itself way too seriously. Oh, like gotcha. it, it fits into yeah. this mold of like, this shouldn't be taken this seriously, but yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a satisfying movie. I really... I haven't seen it in years and years and years, but I do remember really liking it. And I should probably watch it again at some point, but that would be my yeah, recommendation. Because it would be your recommendation. All right. Yeah. Yeah. My, I, same. I haven't seen this one in a while, but again, it was very uh, in line with this movie. Um, it was 2002, I think. That Robin Williams movie, One Hour Photo. Oh, sure. Where he plays the photo, the, mm -hmm. the developer. He develops photos and then he gets obsessed with this one family and mm -hmm. is trying to find his way into the family and similarly he befriends the little boy in the family to make it the nice and he i don't i don't remember his tortured background but he must have some sort of tortured background and Probably. he's this lonely something guy and he befriends creepy photos or something yes yes childhood. and he's just this sad lonely guy and uh yeah. robin williams does a great job in in mm -hmm. the um so yeah that's yeah. my recommendation. This is also, I talked about how, you know, it's, it's a shame this movie, like, never was released in theaters because the company that made it went out of business and everything like that. Yeah. Also, right after this movie, um, it's when Gary Busey had his infamous motorcycle crash, which really messed him up and kind of, like, sent him down the path of, like, you know, not very prestigious roles and just yeah. being an infamous lunatic after this movie oh. so i i feel like this is this is probably that sort of line in the sand yeah. you know where he was winning 
Academy Awards for being in the Buddy Holly well, story. Well, similarly to the way Tom went down, like he just made too many yeah, wrong right, choices yes. and pushed him over the edge. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, people should see this. Find this movie. Yeah. If it sounds Hide interesting. Hide in the house, yeah. I hope you already watched it and we didn't ruin it for you, but anyway. Right. Anyway, everybody, again, thank well, you so much birthday. for listening. Um, yeah. We appreciate it. As we said before, go to our website. Um we're on Patreon. We have a Patreon. We have uh, bonus episodes. We will have a horror bonus episode soon <gasps> enough, October first. And I think I said Which last is time, right Jamie, around the corner. I did not do the right adding and planning ahead, and I realized we do have three episodes in October. So oh. with the bonus, it's four horror movies we get to That's talk about. I can't four. wait. I'm excited. I know. I know. But before we get there, because we have one more episode before we're into October, yeah, uh, we're going to do a patron-selected episode. And if you don't know this, you can go to Patreon, and at the $15 level, you can recommend, not recommend, you can force us to watch yeah, a movie. You, yeah, you don't recommend it, we do it. Yep, you can force us to watch a movie every year. And this is from Laura. Strangely enough, we don't have a ton of patrons at that level. We have two people named Laura at that level. Um, <laughs> this is not the Laura that we had on who had us watch Spellbinder with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the other Laura. I don't like to use people's last names because I don't know if they want me to. But we are going to... Jamie, we may have covered a movie over the past seven years with the Disney label attached to it, but I don't mm. think we've covered a Disney animated film proper. So this is our oh. first one that we're going to do. Thank you, Laura. What? Oh. I said thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, we are going to talk about The Black Cauldron. <gasps> oh. So, not The Little Mermaid. No? Not, I don't, I don't even know what else Disney did in the 90s, but we're going to, or sorry, the 80s. We're going to do The Black Cauldron. All uh, right. So, I'm very excited. We don't, we don't do a whole lot of animated stuff here and there, of course. Yeah. Uh, but it would be really nice to dive into that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, coming up next. Uh, yeah, so we will talk to you all again in two weeks when we talk about the Black Cauldron. As usual, uh, go to um, iTunes, wherever you get the podcast, leave us a rating, leave us a review, and I would suggest maybe watching the Black Cauldron in advance of our next episode. There you go. All right, everybody, see you again in two weeks. Until then, have a great two weeks. Bye. Goodbye. I don't know why you went so fast there at the end. You're, you just want to wrap it up. Bye-bye. <laughs>